pursuing relationships relationship on purpose. One of the things that our father wants is us become one. I want to do what pleases my father. We don't have to be instantly mature in everything to be loved. You got the love of God, you got the holiness of God. You got to marry the two because that's who and what God is. This is the Encounter Culture Podcast. Welcome to the Encounter Culture Podcast, where we pursue relationship on purpose. I'm Josh Cote, your host, and boy, we've had a whirlwind of a week uh, since we sat down last week with David Wormuth. All kinds of wonderful things have been happening in our community. Uh, we just got out of 24 hours of expression and encounter with Incense Rising, hosted by Celebration Church just making new relationships. And I tell you, this was probably one of the greatest 24 hours of worship I've ever been a part of. What a wonderful host church. There were several different houses of worship represented there in that 24 hours of worship. So many different denominations represented. So many different facets of the body of Christ were there worshiping together. And then last night at house fires, the roof was blown off. I mean, it was electric. We had so many expressions of Holy Spirit giftings and people were pouring into each other's lives and we had ministry time and worship. We hosted the presence of God and the house was on fire. We were pretty full last night and just enjoyed the time that we had together with each other and with the Lord. If you want to participate in any of these upcoming things that we're doing right here in our own community, you can go to EncounterCulture.us to find out when the next house fire, next instance rising is happening. And of course, we're stewarding other things there as well. So check that out in counterculture.us. You know, something that the Lord has been solidifying in my heart over the last several months is the term on purpose. You know, I'm always brought back to Romans 8.28, where it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. The Father has always had a purpose and a plan for our lives. We don't have individualistic purposes in life. We may have callings to fulfill our role in His purpose, but everything is about the plan that God has put into place. And that plan was from the very beginning when He said, let us make man in our own image. And then He said, be fruitful and multiply. The prophet Habakkuk prophesies about the glory of the Lord covering the earth like the waters cover the sea. And the glory of the Lord has been placed in man. Now, we relinquished that in the garden, but Jesus brought it back. It was all part of the plan because he was the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. So Jesus brought back into right standing that which was lost. He redeemed that which was lost, giving us back our rightful and original design as the image bearers of God, our Father. And so whenever we talk about fighting for relationship, we're talking about doing it on purpose. That's the whole point of our movement here at Encounter Culture is pursuing relationship on purpose. The Lord's showing me that on purpose means that first it's premeditated. God put together a plan before the foundations of the world. It was premeditated that we would have relationship with him and we would have relationship with each other. It's the purpose of our being here on earth to be like God and to show forth his goodness to everyone that we come in contact with. But that has to be premeditated, that has to be thought out, and that has to be aligned with the purposes of God. We have to be a big yes to his desire. We have to be a big yes to his plan. We have to surrender and agree and adapt to. Another word for it is submission. 
we like to shy away from that word because it's been given a lot of dirty context, you know, that we should submit to one another, that wives should submit to their husbands. But really, submission just means to yield and adapt to. Paul talks about preferring one another. We talk about it a lot here on the podcast, but we really do have to prefer one another. We have to put others before ourselves. We have to lay down our lives for our friends. And that is premeditated. Second, on purpose is priority. It has to be at the top of the list of the things that you're going to do. You know, whenever I I pursue relationship with other people, I have to consciously put them at the top of my list. I can't let something else come up that takes me away from our time together. You know, if I make plans with somebody and I say, hey, we're going to go do this. We're going to go have coffee. We're going to sit down. We're going to spend time together. I make that a priority. I put it on my calendar. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there. And they're going to have my undivided attention while we're together. Priority in relationship is highly important. And third, on purpose is positional. That means that we're walking in it as our position. It's our place. It's our identity. It's a part of who we are. You know, David failed as a king because he was out of his position. The king is supposed to lead his army into battle along with his chief general. And he didn't do that at one point. He sent his army out and he stayed back home and fell into deception and sin. And it really cost him a lot of grief and pain along the way. That's the same thing that happened to Adam and Eve in the garden. They stepped out of their position. They did what they were not called to do. They did something that was against their design. So whenever we align ourselves and submit ourselves to the plan of God and we walk in his purpose, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Premeditated priority and positional. That's worth fighting for. And today on the program, I'm going to be sitting down with Rob Harriman, and we're going to be talking about fighting for relationship. We have to drop everything when relationship's on the line, when somebody needs us. God has called us to do that for one another. In fact, Jesus said, for when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my followers. So let's shine. Let's pursue relationship on purpose, and let's manifest the presence and the purposes of God here on earth. When I come back, Rob Harriman will be sitting down with me, and we will be discussing fighting for relationship. Stick around. Encounter Culture is more than just a podcast. It's a community movement of pursuing relationship on purpose. We steward this movement with Encounter. Points of contact where believers can come together and build relationships through community conferences, incense rising, 24 hours of expression and encounter, house fires, regional gatherings in homes, extended living room worship, and family-style ministry. We also steward it through culture, like this podcast, with weekly vision casting, stewarding the heart of our region, inspiring, and giving resources. Echo, the publishing arm of Encounter Culture, producing a regional sound, songwriting sessions, recording, and distribution projects and through treasure hunts monthly regional outreach activation in ministry prophecy and evangelism one of the best ways to connect and become involved is to sign up for our monthly newsletter check out our upcoming events and find out how we can pursue relationship together on purpose at encounterculture.us this is the encounter culture podcast 
Welcome back to the Encounter Culture Podcast where we pursue relationship on purpose. This week, I've got a guy that uh, we've been in the same circles for several years now. You know, his family is just mission-minded and doing what God's called him to do, dropped everything to just hit the mission field. And I'm so honored today to have on the program with me, Rob Harriman. Thanks, man, for joining me. Awesome, Josh Coat. It's really awesome to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity. Way down here in sunny Mexico. <laughs> We've got a deluge going on right now. It's like a monsoon outside. Really? I would love some of that because we live in a semi-arid kind of high plain desert. So we are looking forward to water come June. Oh, wow. That's a little bit of a wait there. Yeah, it is a little bit of wait. <laughs> But uh, we had two days of of 70-degree sunny weather, motorcycle riding weather, the last two days. So I guess we were due for a little bit of a change here in southwest Missouri, as it happens very often. I can say that. I do not miss that much about southwest Missouri, about the, uh, the, what is it, the bipolar weather climate that you guys have. It's true. It's true. Well, for folks that may not know who you are, we had Catherine on here, your wife, your lovely wife was on the program. She preceded you. Ladies first, of course. And she always Uh, does. (laughs) But uh, just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you're doing, and uh, where you came from. All right. Well, my name is Rob Harriman, and actually I was born and raised south of of Joplin in Tipton Ford area. I went to high school in Neosho. I'm not going to give you the whole, you know, started, my life started. However, I <laughs> uh, was raised in church, did a lot of, uh, went every single Sunday. And, you know, God really touched my life at a youth camp in 1996. And then the following year, and it was so impactful that God, God radically transformed me. And so, so impactful. The next year in 1997, I went on a mission trip to Honduras. Totally rocked my world because I was a Southwest Missouri boy. And like when I say Southwest Missouri boy, I've never had a passport. I've never been on an airplane and I've saw an ocean and I did it in one trip. But on that trip, I remember coming down off the um, really um, the airplane, one of those, the steps coming down uh, the airplane. And I remember the smell. I remember the feel. And then I, for the first time in my life, I saw, I saw kids begging in the, in the, uh, parking lot of the airport in Honduras and in that trip, two weeks, we toured Honduras. It radically changed me. And from now on, I said, listen, from the age of 19, I said, I want to be a full-time missionary. And it took us a long process to get there. But in 2015, we sold everything and moved to um, Mexico. Then we spent some time in Panama. And then uh, five years ago, we bow- we pioneered a YWAM base, which is used with a mission here in central Mexico. And really seen God move in, in lots of different areas in this city and we're training up missionaries. I think right now on the base, we have six or seven nations, six languages. And um, I don't know how many people are here, but there's a, there's a few of them. So anyway, God's doing awesome things and I love what I get to do. Sometimes it's crazy. Sometimes it's stressful, but I get to do what um, I love doing. So it's amazing. That's awesome. You know, being, being the kind of the go-to guy there and, and really kind of caring for so many different people, it kind of forces you into a place where relationship is highly uh, important. It's highly valued. It's huge. It, it affects every area of our life here because, you know, you look at a, a local congregation, often you can see each other maybe if you're really spiritual three times a week. You know what I mean? Right. Here at our YWAM base, we're around the same people 24-7. 
So it's, there's not much a, you can escape from and be like, and, and live a separate life, you know, your church life in, in, um, and then a separate life. It's like, we, we have to fight for relationship. We have to fight through conflict. We have to agree like, okay, we will deal with, we're not moving from this. We burn the ships on this relationship. We can't back out of this. And so really it's fighting for the relationships that we have. And it's been so key. And some of the fights, some of the fights we won and some we, we didn't. And um, we're looking at how to better ourselves relationally with, especially with our missionaries that serve on the base, but also with the community that we serve. So it's really interesting. And we have a special um, flavor or dynamic because we are six different cultures in one place that do relationships different. Every single culture does it different. So we're kind of, you know, dancing that dance. So it's really important. So tell me, what have you learned along the way? What are some things that you've tried and and maybe discovered along the way is how to best steward uh, relationship, mentorship, um, responsibility in that? Uh, I think, you know, as Catherine and I, as you said, Catherine is co-directs the spaces. We, we have to see it as worth fighting for. And if it's worth fighting for, you got to we got to invest. And we always tend when we begin to see something happening relationally, we always have to check. It's like, how is our investment in that relationship? Because we, we wear lots of hats. We wear the boss hat. We wear the director hat. We wear the missionary hat. We wear the dad hat. And even with the missionaries, we actually kind of step in. And I wouldn't say we become parents, but we often do parenting because our, our, our missionaries are not, not, old they're 18 to 25 average and so you do a lot of different things and you wear a lot of different hats with them and what we've discovered is we will fight for relationship we will fight for relationship and i think that's one thing that if people see that you can fight for relationship and what what does fight for relationship that means when there's conflict there's not avoidance of conflict there's actually like hey let's sit down let's talk about this Let's see how we can work this conflict out. And with that many cultures and that, and being around each other that many, there's conflict a lot. And conflict's not bad. Uh, it's when conflict blows up and there's sides being taken and people are on this team and there are people on that team. That's when it gets really unhealthy. But when you're talking about having conflict and sitting down, it's like, can you clarify this for me? And once you can get them to clarify, you can see their heart. And when I can see their heart, Boom, conflict is easily resolved. We can be like, okay, let's just adjust some of these things and um, we can move on from this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, 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 think about, um, I think about how many relationships have failed along the way just for a lack of conversation, a lack of absolutely. communication. And uh, that's, it's so imperative that conflict uh, may be there but mm-hmm. conversation dispels a lot of that for sure. Absolutely. And, and it's also a lot of assumptions. Uh-huh. And it's also understanding how each other do does resolve conflicts. You know, you get your porcupines that just kind of they kind of shrivel up and they don't want to talk about it. and you got your rhinos that are like let's get this, let's blow this sucker up. And so it's really understanding each other also. And honestly, it's so powerful having relationship and deepening your relationship um, on a on a non superficial level, and I think that's what happens a lot in the church. And I'm going to say kind of like you mentioned this before, the institution of the church that happens a lot, very superficial. Uh, we don't let people in, and really, honestly, that's a really 
um, Western concept because in all the other cultures, relationship is so powerful and it's so warm and it's so important that that's, superficial thing doesn't exist in a lot of cultures because you know from the family to government to business it's a lot it's a lot more involved and so it's really interesting but it's something that we we have to invest in and we invest in daily here yeah so you guys been there almost eight years now well we've been here five years and did three years about two years of training so about here locally at this location we've been here for five years so in that time period to you know, experiencing the the Latin culture and the communal aspect of it, and how people just naturally do that uh, kind of everyone's family uh, community. What what? How would you bring inspiration back to the Western culture? How would you inspire the Western culture to kind of embrace that more? Or I'm, I'm just brainstorming here. I think a lot of it's cultural, and, and there's some great material out there. Uh, we make everybody read a book called from from um, from foreign to familiar and it talks about cold culture climates and warm culture climates and it's really good information because when people come onto our base we need you to understand that the warm culture is going to be different than the cold culture and when i say western i'm talking a lot about united states of america is a cold culture climate where it's like i go there i do my job i come home and i do what i want and um I think where you're going for relationship, especially in the community, especially when I'm talking about the church, um, it's really pushing back this, that that mentality of like, I go to church, I clock in and I leave. And that, that that's a lot of the culture in, in the, uh, the United States is like, I did my duty and I know things are changing. I know things are different now, but that's not how it is. It is like I go to church almost for the day. I mean, we experienced three and a half hour services. One time I was at an anniversary in the mountains and we had a nine hour service and there was food (laughs) in the middle of that service. They pulled out tables. I had some of the best pork and like a green sauce. It was amazing. And the band didn't stop playing. We ate. We had conversation. Then the preacher got back up and preached. Why? Because there's a mentality. He's like, I'm going to go. So I'm going to go for a while. Yeah. So there's a there is a time there is a time issue that we have in the Western in the Western culture where the time issue in my culture is not not my culture. I feel like my culture, but in the which I serve is is a really it's not as existent. And so you get there a little bit late. That's fine. If it goes longer, it's fine. Uh, we're going to talk. It's fine. And so sometimes I put on my I'm going to call it my gringo ness. Uh, my North American, I'm like, hey guys, let's let's get this let's get this thing going, and nobody's thinking about that. And so I do think the culture, especially um, even the family culture, is really kind of centered around a watch or a timepiece, where a lot of this culture isn't. And if you look back in the in the culture of the disciples, they didn't have timepieces. I mean, Jesus was late to to heal Lazarus by four days or three days. I forget. And there's a lot of theology there, but he just didn't show up in time. Yeah. And so there's not this, I don't want to say worship, but there's not this idolatry of a timepiece. And 
some people really love it. Some people don't like it. You know, my dad, I'm going to throw my dad under the bus a little bit. You know, he ran, you know, he helped in a factory. So time was like, get things done here. It's not as much. So I think if we could take that into the church where we say, okay, Hey, listen, Hey, we are on a time schedule, but listen, it's not about the time. It's about the relationships that we are actually cultivating in this place. And that's what we have to, we, we, we surrendered our will to it. Come on. I can tell you so many times I'm working on bunk beds. Literally, I think I made 20 sets of bunk beds for our base. And I remember, I remember like working and I like, I got a deadline and it's tomorrow. I got a team of 24 guys coming and my neighbor comes over and says like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh no, (laughs) he's going to want to talk. He's gonna he's gonna want to have a relationship, but I gotta get this bunk done, beds, man. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I just like, oh. But we made a deal at this base. We will lay down everything for a relationship. And so, if a couple guys didn't have a bunk bed and they were sleeping on an air mattress on the floor, that's what happened. And that's what we decided to invest in the culture we wanted in our base was we will surrender everything for relationship because that's how really the kingdom of God is advanced in, especially in our culture. Anyway, I could go on and talk. I'm going to let you ask some more questions. I'm sorry, bud. Oh, you're good. You're good, man. I love, I love hearing the stories. In fact, that's what I was going to ask you next. If uh, what, what are some stories that you've seen just restoration and, and relationship play a role in people's lives being changed? Well, I'm going to, you know, wow. honestly, there's been so many stories um, that it's hard for me. I got several that come up to my mind and, and one is about a young, a young man. And uh, he might hear this. He, when he came to us, he didn't speak Spanish. And five years later, he's the best translator we have. He's awesome. incredible. Matter of fact, I sent him down to the government office today. I said, hey, I need some permission to preach at a park. So go figure it out. And this and this guy, he's uh, his testimony is amazing. His, his, his father abandoned him and his two sisters and his mom at an early age. And really, we invited him in. I think he might have showed up for the girls, but I'm okay with that. But he, he, he what happened is God totally transformed him and relationship was built. And we've had some really direct gringo conversations with him, but because there's relationship there and because we love him as a son, because we love him as a missionary, we love him as a person. We can see him with the eyes of the father. This guy has been through some hard conversations with us. And this guy came to us when he was 19. Now he's 23, 24. And this guy is killing it. And it's nothing because of my preaching. It's not because of our worship. It's not because of our great tools and our tool belt. It's literally because we said we are going to fight for this relationship. And this guy in a tent and now is turning around and infecting other people with amazing father heart of God. Uh, in these in, in other people, and I'm like, this is just one. This is just one guy. Uh, God's yeah. doing this in a lot of guys. So I could tell story after story, but this guy's incredible. He's a full time missionary, That's and awesome. he is laying his life down to see his people um, receive something from heaven. It's amazing. Anyway, so I got lots of stories. You want others? I can tell you others. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to transfer and let let you kind of share your contact information, how people can get in touch with RK Missions and that kind of thing. 
Awesome. Well, I'm I'm a Gen Xer, but I am on Instagram at Rob Harriman. Uh, you'll see Catherine and I in picture there. We also got a website at www.rkmissions.com. And then we run a YWAM base. Actually, look at that. It's a shameless plug. YWAMQ. <laughs> so if you go to YWAMQ.com, um, it, you can get in touch with us and reach out. We love, love this. We love sharing about missions. It's, we feel like it's part of, of what we are. But I love what you're doing, Josh. I think this is so important for the body of Christ to get a hold of. And you know what? It's not just for the body of Christ. These principles apply to everyday work and and, and everything we do. So anyway, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. You know, um, if you got kids that are graduating from high school and they're thinking about going and doing the proper gringo education and getting a degree and going to work, maybe there would be an alternative to going to a YWAM base in Mexico and learning about life and love from Rob and Catherine Harriman. So that's just an option out there. I'm just throwing it out there for you. It is a <laughs> so huge good. option and your kids will never be the same. Never, never be the be same. The same. Mm-hmm. So come on down, reach out to us. Uh, we'll turn your kid into a uh, an incredible citizen of this world. Rob, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate you. I know you're super, super busy. And I just really am honored that you sat down and had the time to, to talk a little bit with us. Appreciate you. Anytime, Josh. We're here to support. All right. I love you and your family, man. You guys are awesome. So great to sit down with Rob Harriman. He and Catherine are doing such a great work in Mexico and when they're back in the States if you get a chance to go and hear their stories it's like an explosion of faith in your heart whenever you see what God has been doing in and through them next week on the Encounter Culture Podcast I'm going to be sitting down with Noi Hopsai she's from Laos and is doing a great work there and also living here in Joplin doing a great work with women who are recovering from bad situations and getting their life back on track and, and being loved into the family of God and also in Laos, just pouring into the indigenous people and the many different people groups and villages that are there in Laos. Uh, over 135 different languages being spoken there. I mean, it is quite the ministry to really steward that kind of communicational breakdown. I mean, she's an amazing woman doing an amazing work, and we're going to be honored to sit down with her and hear her stories and how God is using her to build relationships here and in Laos. That's coming up next week on the Encounter Culture Podcast.